Hello Magic Seekers and welcome to Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts Tracy and Shannon and, and welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast coven. Welcome back. Hi, Shan. Hello. How you going, Tracy? Uh, you know, driving, surviving, whatever, yeah. living. <laughs> still in lockdown. We're still recording yeah. via Zoom. We are. So, yeah, apologies for the quality again, um, but we're doing what we can. We're getting the info to you and the content to you. And um, we have gotten so much love over the last week or so on the socials, Instagram and personally. Like thank you so much mm. to everyone that's reached out and let us know how much um, this little podcast is helping you uh, and that you found it. I feel like it's got its own little cult following already. It's kind of cute. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it makes makes my day every time we get some feedback and yeah, this is why we're doing it. That's great. Yay. And uh, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I figured considering most of us are still in lockdown that the topic today would be magic in the mundane so that, you know, you can get through this lockdown a little bit better and infuse mundane, monotonous. Yes, Groundhog Day. That's how I've been feeling. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Magic in the mundane. Yeah, I've been struggling with knowing what day it is. It's just, I think, because there's no school and no routine. It's, yeah, it's quite easy to Same. lose track. I went all day through Wednesday last week thinking it was Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> the whole entire <laughs> day. <laughs> uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate. That's for sure. I even did Alaska's um, Tuesday schoolwork on Wednesday because we didn't do anything on Monday. And then I did her Tuesday schoolwork on Wednesday. I thought it was just Tuesday. Oh, look, that's where it's at. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I had clients on Wednesday night that I went, my phone went off and got me like a reminder to my next (laughs) client starts in half an hour. I was like, shoot. Thank goodness for (laughs) reminders. Wednesday. Oh, gosh. So magic in the mundane. So what kind of magic? So this is like everyday magic that you can do. Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably already do a lot of these things, even unintentionally. Uh, But this is just a way that you can, yeah, work it into everyday life and add a bit more reverence and good vibes. So, Hmm. you know, magic at its core is setting intentions into motion. So it's about doing that. Mm, I love um, <clears throat> I love finding ways, like with my clients, ways to bring um, spirituality into their lives. And so mm. magic would probably be <clears throat> closely aligned with um, spirituality in that sense, in the types of things that I incorporate and I teach people to incorporate, um, like rituals and mm. um, and then any intention behind everything as well. So um like I feel like my whole day usually is like little rituals inside of one big ritual of being awake. Mm, absolutely. 
And I think, you know, like you just said, in terms of people are probably doing a lot of magic in their lives, in their day-to-day lives without really being intentional with it. I know Mm -hmm. I'm very spiritually intentional, but I'm looking forward to today to find out where I'm also being magically unintentional so I can start being magically intentional. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. So what's what's going to be the first thing? So can we start from like when we wake up? Absolutely. It's a good place to start. So I would suggest even before you get out of bed, um, I usually do this before I even really open my eyes, is think of three things that you're grateful for. So this lifts your vibration, lifts your energy. Um, and then once you've done that, visualise how you'd like your day to go. So if you know you've got certain commitments or plans or whatever, um, I always like to visualise, you know, um, even if it's as simple as going to the shops, I'll visualise driving there with ease and getting a car park right near the door and, you know, little things like that, just ease and grace throughout the day. So that's a really beautiful way to start. Um, If you pray, you might want to say a little prayer. Um, I myself usually say something along the lines of I call on my angels to assist me with grace and ease as I move forward into the day. All is unfolding with perfect timing for my highest good and the highest good of all. Um, But if you're someone who's more into mantras, you might like to create one for the day ahead, such as I move with grace and ease or um, I'm grounded and safe. So whatever you feel you need to be able to move into the day with that intention and what energy you want to bring into the day. Mm. Um, and then I know we've spoken about this many times before about showering and if you have your morning shower and doing a visualisation of cleansing, clearing and protecting uh, first thing in the morning. So whether that's visualising a bubble of light around you or I know you do your pyramid of light and I do my cape. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just a, it's empowering, I think. It's empowering to know you have those energetic boundaries and um, protection before you move out into the world. Yeah. And so spiritually, um, we sometimes refer to this as priming. So we prime (laughs) ourselves to um, come into your day and, you know, you, you think about preparing for everything else in your life. You know, you prepare to go to school or to work or to wherever by brushing your teeth, getting dressed, brushing Mm. your hair, putting your socks and shoes on. And so it's about thinking about preparing and priming your energy. And so Mm. you can do it with that spiritual undertone or overtone, whatever, like like there is only one tone for me when it comes to that. Like it's not under or over, it's just the tone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so I guess the magic inside of it comes from like from what you're saying, the elements that you kind of add into it. So earth, air, fire and water are very present Mm. in, in those practices. Um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to gratitude, uh, it's funny that you say that you wake up with those three things that you're grateful for. Um, I, I do that too, uh, not as much anymore though. So, um, I tend to take gratitude through my day. So whenever Mm -hmm. I find something that I'm grateful for, I express it immediately so I can have the true power and harness that energy behind that frequency of true gratitude rather than needing to foster it and bring Mm -hmm. it forward. Um, So in the mornings for me with that gratitude, if I do have that gratitude, it's got to be something that I've woken up feeling truly grateful for. And if I feel like I don't have something that I'm truly grateful for, I just move straight into 
um, visualizations. And then I experience my gratitude inside the visualizations. So it's kind of, Mm. I move into manifesting and into my vortexes, which I teach. And when I get into that space, my true gratitude sits inside of this manifested illusion that I'm creating Mm-hmm. rather than gratitude first, then visual. So I'll go visual and gratitude. So that's just a little tip that from my end um, yeah. with um, when it's in the morning, because otherwise if you're just sitting there and saying, I'm so grateful for this, this, and this, you're, you're just saying you're grateful. So yeah. really you're vibrating. You have to thankful. feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you just vibrate thankful, not gratitude. So a tip to be able to get the most out of it and to amplify it and really benefit from it is to go to visual and then gratitude. Um, I don't and know if so, I've ever, oh, you keep going, sorry. There you go, there you go. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if I've ever spoken to you about it, but years ago uh, I was going through a pretty dark place. Like I was quite depressed and anxious and I started a 365 um, photo journal. So I bought a little Polaroid camera and every day I would take a photo of something I was grateful for and write a little caption. And I did this for four years straight. And, you know, some days I couldn't find, you know, much at all, but it'd be my coffee or it'd be a cloud or it'd be, you know, just something small. But I guess through that practice of doing it every day, it made it easier for me to see the gratitude in things and Mm. see the blessings in things. And it really shifted um, my mindset. So the first year, um, it was a little hard. And then the second year I did it, I think more out of habit. And then the third and fourth year, I just loved it. And to be able to look back on those albums and every little moment um, through that year that I was grateful for and things that I would have forgotten about as well. It was really special. So that's commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to show you them one day. They're packed away somewhere, but um, yeah. I think you have told me about that too. But sounds vaguely familiar. But that's a beautiful thing for people to do. And like especially um, you know, when we're thinking about magic in the mundane, maybe that would be a really cool thing for people to do while they're in lockdown, you know, like yeah. if um if they can get their hands on a, a home delivery of Polaroid or even just, you know, it doesn't have to be Polaroids, Polaroid cameras can be the best. But iPhones whatever now, it, yeah. Yeah, it's expensive Black though, trust album. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I went to buy Polaroid the other day for our, um, turns out she's psychic meetup in Sydney. And first of all, I couldn't find them anywhere. And then when I did find it, it was like they sell packets of 10 and it was like $30 for a packet of 10 yeah, photos. Crazy. I was like, wow, this is insane. But nothing beat the Polaroid. But maybe that would be something cool for people to do because that's something that anyone can do at any age. And it's also something that you could probably do with the kids, like young kids mm. that are at home if they're struggling to, like, I know my two older kids are fine. They're, they're very, um, I'm so blessed to have the the situation that we're in with their schooling. But for Alaska, mm. like, it's like freaking like pulling teeth and like full hostage negotiation yeah. going down like every morning to get her to do anything when it comes to school. Mm-hmm. And anything creative really helps her. So maybe that would be a really good idea to bring in some, the gratitude project for for sure. The people at home with their kids. I love that. Well, even um, I ended up switching to, it's called an Instax printer. So it actually Bluetooths to your phone. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how I did it, I think, the last couple of years because, yes, the Polaroid cameras and film were quite expensive. This was still expensive but a little a little cheaper. And I guess the beauty of having your phone always with you so you're able to snap a photo and then print it Wherever. out later. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I highly that's cool. recommend that. 
Yeah. And then another thing I guess most of us do in the morning is have a tea or a coffee. So infusing your intentions into that by stirring in a certain way. So I'm not sure Ooh. if you're yeah. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with um the term diocil and wittishens. Nope. So oh, do tell. <laughs> I love the word Wittishans. So um, to cast a circle and draw things in is called diocil. So diocil basically means sunrise. So here in the southern hemisphere, you imagine the sun rising in the east, tracking to the north and then moving to the west. So we go anti-clockwise and that is diocil. So if you want to draw things into your coffee, you would stir diocil. So stir anti-clockwise. Anti-clockwise. Wow. Anti-clockwise, yeah. So if you want like abundance or protection or whatever you can conjure, stirring and thinking of those things, and obviously you're in the northern hemisphere, if you're listening to this, you would do it clockwise. Right. Uh, okay. And then if you want to banish something, so to cast it away or decrease it, you stir Wittishans, which is against clockwise. the sun. Yeah, so clockwise for us here in the Southern Hemisphere and in the Northern Hemisphere, anti-clockwise. Um, so that's a really lovely little way of making a magical brew. Yeah. I think I naturally stir anti-clockwise. I do too. I do. I actually did it intentionally this morning. Like I took notice because I always just do it without even kind of thinking. And, yeah, I do it anti-clockwise as well, so interesting actually I think I might I think I might do like a forward one like I try kind of like stir and then quick stir like I think I probably yeah. do both actually I don't know <laughs> Throw it in, I have to think it about it yeah. <laughs> all of it so what is that called again so that is um diocil diocil is sunwise and wittishens is to cast away to okay. um banish yeah it's pretty cool I wonder if that would be in everything so like if you're going to be baking or whatever like if you're stirring the dough or yeah whatever well well casting a circle so if you're going to do some ritual work you go diocil to open and wittishens to close so cool yeah and then in thinking about um what you're drinking as well so you can infuse those blends and those plants into it as well like the properties of those plants so you know if you're feeling a bit stressed you might want chamomile tea uh lavender for soothing and calming you can add cinnamon or ginger for an energy boost rosemary for protection throughout the day um if you want to increase love you might add rose petals or hibiscus so there's all these yeah, beautiful ingredients that you can add in as well that are readily available in most of our pantries or gardens. Uh, Another thing, when you're dressing for the day, you might want to incorporate colour, so colour magic. So do you know much about colour magic at all? Uh, I know a lot about colour therapy. Ah. So I studied colour therapy and colour and design um, in my previous life before being yeah. a professional psychic medium, that's what I did. So I know a lot about colour therapy, but in terms of colour magic, no. So I wonder if they would line up actually. Like what, They would. What they would be know. a lot of similarities. Yeah. yeah. I dare say. So you can incorporate, you know, the clothing you wear or even accessories um, depending on what you want to bring into your day. So the white is peace and spiritual assistance. You can wear black if you want banishing and protection. Red, if you want to invoke passion and love. Blue, if you want truth and communication. 
Green, if you're trying to attract abundance, health and luck. Purple, for intuition and higher states of consciousness. Pink, for friendship and compassion. Yellow, for happiness and learning. And orange, if you want some self-confidence and courage. So that's another Mm -hmm. lovely way to incorporate a little bit of magic into your day. Very cool. We, um, yeah, that's it's very similar to color therapy. Um, it's also very similar to spiritual and color in terms of the chakras and what they represent mm. um, for crystals as well. Um, yes, there's a few like extra things that we'd add into those colors. Um, mm-hmm. But um, often when we're doing work on each of our chakras, I will encourage people to wear the color of the chakra that they're working on. Yeah. Uh, especially um, especially the lower ones like the red, the orange and the yellow. So mm. if you're working on your root chakra and your sense of belonging and security, um, what did red represent for magic? Uh, passion and love. Yeah, the red for us in spirituality represents grounding and truth and home and security and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, it does represent passion and love, but... Um, passion and love but it also when when your intention shifts behind what you want to use that color for it makes all the difference so Mm. um and then with the orange it's the sacral so um what was sacral Uh, sorry what was orange um, yeah self-confidence and courage so I dare say that's very aligned with the sacral energy yeah and also creativity so orange is Mm. creativity so if you need some some of that blended in um, and also um, intimacy. So orange is the colour of intimacy with yourself, your truth, and speaking your truth and being intimate with yourself about how you're feeling and what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the yellow um, is the other colour that I'll usually get people to wear too, and that's um, that's truth, that sense of self, that's identity. It's, it's um, really just being authentic and aligned mm. Um, and happy it's just a a happy color and a positive color beautiful definitely yeah Mm. cool and so could you do that with your kids like could you intentionally like get their wardrobe to be like (laughs) (laughs) dress them all in blue for truth (laughs) (laughs) and even like for self-confidence like orange would be a great color for the kids to feel comp- like they've got their own self-esteem and confidence for little kids yeah. that are struggling with confidence or whatever. For sure. Yeah, I think it's a Ooh. beautiful way to add it in. And then also um, like cleaning your home. So you can infuse magic into the way you clean your home and thinking about like different essential oils and their properties that you might use um, and energetically clearing like through smoke and saging but also uh, using a besom, which is a witch's broom. So these are created with intention to clear and uplift energy. So brooms and besoms are used for protection to ward off evil spirits and the cleansing of ritual spaces. So you can um, buy a besom. There's lots of makers on Etsy and things like that. And I do know there is a local maker here on the Central Coast too, and I'm so keen to get one of her her witch's brooms. But you can actually um, stand this behind your front door with the bristles facing upwards, and that is a way of warding off evil spirits and negative energy and to protect the house and the people within it. So it's another beautiful tool to have and you can obviously also use it to sweep. So, you know, say if there's been an argument in the house or whatnot, you can actually intentionally sweep the energy out the door. I'm just going to carry a broom in my back pocket. 
I know, right? You can actually get little baby ones <laughs> that you can use on altars and <laughs> things like yeah. that. So, um, And there we go, another thing to add to our front door. Yes, another. <laughs> <laughs> so I've decided it doesn't need a bag. It needs a toolkit. Like it needs it like does. a toolkit that kind of goes from one end of the door to the other and it's got little pockets and things that I can hang it all. I was yeah. looking at my husband, Matt, the other day with his toolkit, like his tool belt means, sorry, not toolkit, tool, tool belt. And I was just uh-huh. thinking that's what the front door needs. It needs like a pocket for this <laughs> and a little hangy thing for this and a hook for this. <laughs> Maybe we need like witch's tool belt, just have like the little yeah. baby broom on it and the crystals and the sage and all sorts of stuff, holy water, you name it. <laughs> some rosemary and some mugwort. And... <laughs> yeah. Love it. Just be prepared at all times for anything. <laughs> that's so funny and another thing you can also um use to cleanse and clear your space and I'm pretty sure I've heard you speak about this before is music so Mm -hmm. music's powerful so powerful uh to change your mood and lift your spirits and yeah and clear the frequencies Mm, yeah it's going to um it's going to uh, interrupt the frequencies that are there. So um, whether it's music that's uh, just like everyday pop music, radio music, whether it's um, like mantra music, Kundalini, meditation, sophageo tones, whatever it is, you just have to think mm-hmm. about the frequency interrupting a frequency. Like music is one of the best ways to interrupt something. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's universal. It? Mm. And ancient, my gosh, when you think about it, mm. people have been using music since the beginning of time, really. So, yeah, yeah. that's another thing yeah. to infuse into your day. I know myself, like, I can't go a day without music. I really can't. I always have to have it playing or, yeah, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And another thing I can't wait to chat with you about is Noticing signs throughout your day. So I think this is a really important thing um, to be aware of and I guess not to rely on too much. Like I don't believe in forcing it. So not like seeking to see a sign and being disappointed if you don't. So I think there's that fine line of not getting too carried away with it, but just noticing things when they come up. Um, So whether that's repetitive numbers, animals or symbols such as feathers And what these symbols mean to you may mean something completely different for someone else. So it's also deciphering what it means for you personally. So for me, um, I often see 1111, which I know heaps of people do. um, But for me, it means I'm on the right path and things are aligning. Does that mean that for you or is you've got yeah, a different Yeah, 1111 is usually um, the universe and spirit combining together to let you know that they see you and what you're doing is the right thing to keep going. Beautiful, yeah. And then another sign for myself is three birds. So whenever I see, I saw three birds this morning having my, my morning coffee out on the veranda, um, that's a little nod from the universe that everything is going to be okay. So this morning, before we connected on to record the podcast, my client, um, we literally were just talking about birds because her mm-hmm. dad was asking for her mum to come through to let her know, let him know that she was there and she he was talking about just show me a, a bird. And um, 
as soon as he said it, three birds flew past and oh, he was wow. just like, I'm sure it was your mum. And so it's really funny that you're now bringing this up when I just had that conversation like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Or is it funny? I love how the universe or works. is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, the, the three birds symbol was born from, um, yeah, a time years ago where I was going through a lot and really unsure of moving forward and, and I found the song Bob Marley's Three Little Birds and that was like my mantra, that song, I would play that, it would just make me feel settled and make me feel like, yeah, everything's going to be okay and then I started seeing three birds around. So um, even this property here, the day we came to look at the property, we were standing um, in the paddock and my husband's like, oh, do you think this is the place? And I shit you not, three birds, three large birds came and flew and landed uh, on the fence right near us. And I took one look at them and I went, yep, this is it. And (laughs) we bought it. Like, you know, it all kind of, it took a long time to all go through and everything. But I knew at that point, I was like, this is ours. This is our place. Um, Yes. That happened in Scotland too, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. We had three birds. Oh, everywhere, everywhere. It's kind of weird how it happens. Um, Yeah. And I remember one day. Yes. Yeah. Actually your owls, we've got, uh, I've just discovered a couple of days ago, two tawny frogmouth owls in a tree up our driveway and they're perched there every day together. They're together. Yeah. Oh, I guess spring is on the way. Oh, I'll try and get a photo. (laughs) Yeah, we have we have two every year. I haven't seen them yet, but it's about or they've actually just cut down the trees, so I'm not sure if they'll come and sit somewhere else. But every year that we've lived in the house that we live in, which is eight years, at this time of the year, right outside our bedroom window on a palm tree, mm-hmm. we have these two little teeny tiny tawnies that sit next Aww. to each other. And yeah, they're mating. It's beautiful. And at night time you can just hear them speaking and it's just like oh, like home. Lovely. <laughs> Yeah. And speaking of owls, what does an owl mean to you? Because I know for myself, whenever I see owls, I think of spirit. Well, owl is my spirit animal. So it means something a little bit more to me than what an Mm -hmm. owl typically means. Um, But an owl usually represents being able to see things from a a wisdom. So from a sense of uh, um, future wisdom so it's kind of like a being around the being around the block and I know what this looks mm-hmm. like and you got it and an owl can turn their head 360 so it's about being able to look at things from all angles and from a perspective that is outside of uh and silent so really quietly unassumingly just looking at everything with a with a a broader perspective and all the wisdom that you can bring to the situation as opposed to just dealing with the situation from your very human experience. Mm. So it might mean sometimes that you have to seek outside guidance or wisdom from elders or wisdom from people who have been there and done it. Um, But, yeah, that's usually what an owl will represent. But for me, in terms of spirit animal, um, the, the times that I have owls appear in my life are just crazy like usually what will happen is they will be sitting in the middle of the road and I will have to stop the car (laughs) stare into the damn owl's eyes and wait for the owl to fly away and yeah it's happened more like more than I can imagine like not more than I can count and and even tell you how many times I've had to stop the car Mm. because of an owl wow Um, 
and that's just not like who who has that happen um <laughs> you do <laughs> yeah me um <laughs> But, yeah, so owls are a little bit different for me, but that's what an owl would represent. Yeah, beautiful. And also, um, still speaking of birds, black cockatoo. So that's another one for me um, personally. When I see the black cockatoo, I'm facing my true north and I'm on the right path. So it's like a nice little Mm -hmm. confirmation. And whenever I see them, they just make me happy. But Yeah. yeah. Well, there's Um, also um, magpies. So if people see magpies... Um, especially like, I mean, obviously magpies are everywhere if you look, but yeah, it's usually are. like when, when one kind of commands your attention or it kind of mm-hmm. sneaks up on you and it's really far too close for your liking, um, that's usually a grandparent. So it's the spirit of, um, a, it's the grandparent spirit energy coming oh, through. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So we just say that because this morning we do have magpies here that come and steal our dog's food. They love the dog biscuits. But <laughs> this morning I was having my coffee on the deck with Layla and this little magpie. And when the, our dogs were sitting right at our feet, normally they won't come up, but this little one came right up just by herself and was just standing there mm. looking at us. Yeah, so I love that. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is nice. and kookaburras, kookaburras mean change and to mm. not take life so seriously. So if you hear them laughing, it's just lighten to remind up. you to lighten up, find the, find the joy, just have some sacred play it's time to drop everything get outside and have some fun or play with the pets or the kids or whatever but if they come at you not come at you but if like they're just sitting on the front veranda and they're just staring at you and you realize because they're massive but when they are hey man you are a big (laughs) ass bird like sometimes they're as big as the owls yeah they're massive um i haven't told you the story how in that (laughs) yes I'll oh save gosh, that for another time. They're like your favourite animal, aren't they? <laughs> a kookaburra. <laughs> God, no. Like, massive altercation with a kookaburra. But anyway, um, yeah, they actually represent change. So if you see a kookaburra appear kind of day in, day out on your front veranda and it just kind of stares at you and stares you out and makes you feel really weird, it's usually just trying to, it's your spirit guides trying to warn you of the change in the air and to forewarn you, to give you that that forewarning to just say, look, things might take a little bit of a turn. So we're Mm. preparing your energy for that. And you know what? In magic, in spirituality, in everything, just because you you use these tools or you think this certain way and this is the way that you align yourself and your lifestyle, it doesn't mean that shit doesn't go down, like unexpectedly. Absolutely. and if you if you can stop for a second and be really in the present moment, the universe and your spirit are giving you warnings or kind of for like they're, mm. they're helping you with some foreseeable mm. circumstances all the time. It's just that we're unaware of it or ignorant to it. Mm-hmm. Or too busy to notice usually, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Absolutely. Another um, bird that, I do love and my daughter Evie is very aligned with is the, the eagle so for strength mm-hmm. and overcoming adversity and we had quite a funny oh, encounter I guess she was going through some stuff um, a couple of years ago and the eagle's her spirit animal and it will show up in the most random ways whether it's like a patch on a denim jacket or a mm-hmm. you know like a packaging or whatever, um, or actually seeing an eagle in the sky, that's kind of her her sign that, you know, things are going to be okay and to have strength. 
but uh, she had a doctor's appointment one day and it was a new clinic we went to and she was feeling quite down and we're sitting there and waiting for the nurse to come in to do some bloods and and she said, oh, I just, you know, I haven't seen the eagle. I haven't seen the eagle lately and I just don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And I shit you not, this place had like all murals painted everywhere and I looked up and right above her on the roof was a oh. painted eagle. <laughs> and I was like, look up, there it is. So, yeah, it was it's just cool when stuff like that happens. It's comforting, I think. And when she came out of the of the doctor's meeting, was everything okay? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. everything was being sorted out and, yeah, she just had to have yeah. faith and, yeah. That's it. That was cool. And sometimes um, that's it, you know, like it's it's remembering to look up. It's remembering mm-hmm. like I'm like I need a sign, I need a sign. And you might be looking in right the there. completely, <laughs> yeah, you're looking in the completely wrong space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And signs throughout the day, like what you said before, you know, that's, that's um, the key to being able to recognise them is to learn to be in the present moment and so much of mm. witchcraft is being in the present moment. Yeah, sure is, and listening to nature and, well, nature mm. reading, isn't it, really? It's seeing what's in your path and deciphering. Yeah, it's usually there for a reason, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm. Uh, another animal as well that... I will see or see skins of is the snake. So I take that as a nod that big transformation is coming up. So, yeah, sometimes it's a bit scary when I see that. But, yeah, I usually know I'm in for a big change and a big transformation. Mm. Mm. It's pretty common and also dreams. So dreams of snakes um, will herald that it's like a, um, like it's like heralding in that new phase of, being okay to shed it's mm, like because sometimes much. we sometimes we do so much work and we we never stop to think am I done like we, we mm. feel like we have so much more to do but we we're actually at the point where we can actually shed a whole heap of stuff and it, and it can be not so hard to continue forward because we can be reborn and refreshed and renewed because mm-hmm. um, so many of us feel like self-sabotage involved but so many of us feel like we, we need to carry a certain level of suffering or pain or guilt or shame or whatever to keep moving forward, and we just don't. Mm. And so yeah. whenever you have that snake appear, it's time to let go of what no longer serves you anymore um, mm. and that you've earned the the energetic right to be able to do that and listen to it. Like let it be your guide. Don't just go, oh, I saw a snake and I think it might be time. It's like, no, I saw a snake. This is what this means. <laughs> like stop questioning yeah. it. Mm, for sure but if you're gonna do mm. it you got to go all in you do you do yeah. and take heed of these you know yeah don't, don't I say ignore that to people the signs all the time in sessions it's like okay so you're gonna listen to spirit when spirit says um you know yes like this is the perfect job for you and it's because mm-hmm. that's what you want to hear but then when spirit says oh and you know what you need to also do this and you're like oh I don't know and it's like you don't get to choose, like, <laughs> that spirit is wrong or right just because it's not what you want to hear. Mm. Like you can't you can't take it for granted. Like just either be mm. all in or all out, but don't be Agreed. one or the other. There's nothing more frustrating. It's it's, it's okay to be kind of um, learning. Like there's mm. a difference between learning and not knowing what's in and out. I mean, we're both 
you know, a part of that all the time. But when you want to disrespect it in a sense of like, "Mm, I just want to use it when it suits me and when it feels good and when it's appropriate, but when it doesn't, I don't want to do that. That's usually when you get slapped in the head by the universe, I find. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I've been there and I've done that, that's for sure. (laughs) And that's another thing I'd love to bring up as well is, um, you know, I do practice these things daily and most of the time, but I'm human and there's days when I cannot be buggered. Like there's full Mm -hmm. moons where I am just exhausted and the thought of putting all of my crystals outside and doing a big ritual is just too much and I will just stick my favourite crystal outside and I might just quickly write something down and burn that. Like, and that's okay if that's where you're at. And same with setting intentions at the new moon. Sometimes I will write a novel and I will, you know, do all the things and then other times I might write a sentence and that's all I can muster at that point in time. So I guess I just want to let people know that it's okay, you know, whatever you can manage is enough and don't be so hard on yourself and don't think you have to have this holier-than-thou lifestyle, um, yeah, to practice witchcraft. You really don't. Just keep it real. And, and yeah. Same with spirituality, you know. It's mm. um, in terms of what you were just saying um, you know, full moon, new moon, last full moon was the first full moon that I took all of the crystals from my office. And usually I'll do the home ones, but I took all the ones from my office home and did a full ritual with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last time I did that was at Christmas time. Yeah. With the yeah. ones that work. Whereas usually with the ones that work, I put them on the windowsill on a full moon and I just let the moon come through the, the window at night and I will instead my next time back in my office I'll just sage them and I sage them quite regularly yeah um but it comes down to intention so like I very rarely anymore do um much ritual on a full moon aside from a meditation or when I go to sleep when I'm going to sleep at night I will do a lot of prayer prayer and surrender and mantra based work with the full moon Mm -hmm. in in cleansing away what's not mine and I'll do a sage of myself and that's pretty much my full moon ritual um new moon's a little bit different new moon I'm much more intentional about my intentions Mm. um but I very rarely burn them anymore I just set my intentions like I do it through prayer again like it's yeah you can ritualize it as much as you want with all of the trimmings and and the fun Mm -hmm. stuff and all of that or you can do it in your heart and in your mind and and your spirit and it's all equally as potent that's for sure yeah yeah Mm. because it's not about perfection no no and I think traditionally witchcraft um you know people used what they had on hand it wasn't all these fancy tools and Absolutely. You know, specific things. It was what they had in their pantry and what they grew. And, yeah, so you've got to bear that in mind as well that you don't need all these, yeah, Fancy. specific items. And, no, like it's lovely to have the things, that's for sure, if you are fortunate enough to be able to purchase a crystal. But a rock will do. Like if you want yeah. to ground yourself, you can literally go and find a beautiful rock and sit with that and meditate with that. You don't need a crystal. You don't even so. have to. You, you can just no, sit true. there and connect to your root chakra. Like it's it's yeah. all everything you need is within you. Like we we do mm-hmm. not need anything external. But like you said, it's nice to have them. But also, what I find is the more things I have, the more things I have to do. Yeah, <laughs> and look after. So like mm. I've got like Laura bought me for birthday Christmas I don't know which one it was but she bought me a beautiful moon box which I've got on my Instagram I put it out every now and then 
Um, but I put all, I go around the house and I collect all the crystals into the moon box and then the moon box goes out under the moon. And so that way they've all beautiful. kind of kept, it's, be, it's such a beautiful box. But for the times where I don't actually do the crystal bathing, the moon box just sits there. Yeah. And it's like the the more things you have, the more things you have to use, the more things you have to clean, the more things you have to do, and the more things you have sitting there just going, hey, you haven't used me for three full moons. What are you doing? I'm really pretty. <laughs> and they, like, guilt you into using them. So, yeah. like, you got to just the, the simpler the better, I find. I think so, yeah. And being mindful, too, of what you're using and where it's from and, you know, if, yeah. if it's ethical and where it was created, the energy behind it, created, it. 100%, yeah. yeah. And we Even talk about thing- that in frequency of vibration of things around you in terms of like it's really nice to have Instagram where the altars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to Kmart or to, you know, a $2 shop or base warehouse or something and you're picking up all of these cute little um, statues and little candles and things to put on your altar, just think about the quality of the energy behind it. Are they empty or are they are they charged? Mm. And yeah. it makes such a difference. Like it's sacred work. It's not, mm-hmm. this is not fun or play. It's sacred fun and play, not just fun and play. Mm. Rather very have much. very, very minimal than have a heap of stuff that's just in an essence empty. Yep. No, I agree. And another thing um, I'd love to bring up too is if you're going to take things from nature, um, be mindful and myself personally, like if I know I'm going to go to the beach and take some sand to bring home to use in my magical work, I'll take a crystal with me or I'll take some bird seed or I'll take even, you know, some bread and I will leave it as an offering to the land and the spirits there and the animals there. Um, So I do an exchange of energy because I don't want to take and not leave something in return. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a like a beautiful practice. I find, um, even when I found my hagstones, yeah, you can pick flowers, but ask the, I always ask the plant first for permission and you'll know, you'll have a feeling whether you're allowed to pick or not. Um, so I just think it's that beautiful respect and, and reverence for everything around you that the plants, not just a thing, it's, it's an energy, it's alive. It's, yeah, it has its own spirit, I do believe. Um, yeah, so work with it. Mm. Don't just take. And same with the sand, that. but don't don't just take from the beach because you can. Just have an exchange. And I often love leaving little crystals at the beach in the hopes of someday someone might someone find, find it. it. And how excited yeah. would they be, you know? Or, I love that, you know, doing that I, too. Yeah, and another thing too, like um, collecting sacred water. So, um, you know, at Summersby Falls, if I'm going to go there and take a little water, I will leave a crystal or I will leave something um, which I know someone might stumble upon and it's, yeah, a beautiful thought. Circle of life, the cycle of energy and I love that. I love that. That's a really great tip. Mm. What other things have you got? Anything else? what have I got? I think pretty much covered everything. Another thing um, you can use is ash from your fires uh, for protection. So you can mix that with salt to create black salt, which is used in banishing spells. So that's really cheap and affordable way to make something um, to use in your magical practices. And also herbs in the pantry. So like bay leaves, they're so powerful. They're um, used for protection, cleansing and manifesting. So you can burn bay leaves instead of sage. Uh, you can write down intentions onto them and burn them. 
You can even just have bay leaves in your like spell jars and things like that. Um, Salt, as I said before, for protection, uh, cleansing and prosperity. But do be mindful of salt. If you put salt on the ground, it's not great for the earth. Um, So I would prefer to use uh, sand instead of salt if I'm going to cast a circle outside, that kind of thing, if you're going to use a large amount of it. Uh, Cinnamon is used in luck and love and sex magic and it represents the element of fire. So you could add a little cinnamon to your coffee, you know, you want to spice things up. (laughs) In a a clockwise uh, direction or in in an anti-clockwise direction. (laughs) In an (laughs) anti-clockwise direction for us here in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, Rose petals. So you can add those to things for love and devotion, Um, even if it's to your altar, like how beautiful are roses? So, Can we do an episode on sex magic? Oh, I think we could. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, love it. We shall. We shall. And um, and rosemary, as we've spoken about before, like protection, cleansing and clearing and using these plants and working with them. So I know we've covered in other episodes about, you know, having them near your front door, like a rosemary plant or a mugwort plant. And so yeah, it's all these ways you can bring in the energy of these things and and work with them. Mm. And so are we up to divine tool of the week? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? And- This week, uh, we are going to learn about moon water. So our beautiful Laura actually asked me to cover it. So I was more than happy to delve into all things moon water. So as the name suggests, moon water is water that's had time to sit under the light of the full moon and soak up some of its power. So I use a special bowl that's dedicated to that purpose of putting that out on the full moon with water in it. Uh, but you can use like a, a jar or even a glass of water or whatever you feel. Um, I have been known in the past, you know, those water bottles that have the crystal in them? Mm-hmm. Um, amazing to fill them up and leave it out under the full moon and drink it the next day, get a little energy boost. Uh, so I also recommend trying to use natural water rather than tap water. So either collecting rainwater or going to a river, creek, um, a waterfall they've all got their own energy and once again feel into it feel into where you're drawn to collect the water from or how um so each water source will have its own unique energy and traditionally water would have been taken from a sacred well for making moon water or making healing waters so full moons are an intense time of culmination and it's a peak of energy So moon water is a tool that can amplify the energy of your rituals and your spell work. So the exact origins of moon water are unclear, but this practice has been known um, in witchcraft since at least the 1800s. And you can make moon water with the other phases of the moon too, depending on what you wanted to use it for. So uh, for things like manifesting, you would probably make moon water under a new moon rather than the full moon. And... Uh, you know, at different times with the gibbous moon or the waning moon or waxing moon. So if you're right into the moon cycles, yeah, have a play with that and just be sure to like mark your jars with when you created it and what (laughs) moon it was under so you remember. And um, there is one time, though, that you probably don't want to make moon water and that's during a lunar eclipse. So Mm -hmm. eclipses, as we know, are really powerful and they can be quite... um, 
a strong time of bringing up a lot of shadow or invoking radical transformation and change uh, to be safe. That's how I feel anyway. And also on lunar eclipses, personally, I would never put my crystals out under that either because, yeah, I just wouldn't want to infuse things with that. It's quite an explosive energy, I feel, uh, lunar eclipses. So to use your moon water, you can use it on your altar for the element of water. You can drink it, you can anoint yourself or your magical tools, and you can use it to do cleansing and clearing um, spells and magic as well. So, yeah, Mm, options are endless. It is, and it's beautiful, and it's just something really easy that anyone can do and just add a little bit of depth to your spiritual and magic. Mm. Have you ever made moon water? Yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> plenty of times. Um, sometimes I've come out, though, and there's been bugs in there and I was just <laughs> like, damn it. Because <laughs> I've done it that many times. It's just like, yeah, ev- yeah, eventually there's bugs in there. Um, yeah, I do need a lid. Um, but it is a nice thing to do and I also find it's nice, again, another thing to do with kids, especially little mm. kids. Um, it can... A lot of people that I work with um, end up coming to see me for for help for their kids, you know, for what their kids are mm-hmm. going through or how to help their kids because mums and dads are always, you know, stuck and will do anything to help their kids. And one of the things that I really like to do is find um, ways to empower children and also connect them to their spirituality. And so moon water is just another one of those beautiful things that kids love to do because that water can then be their their magic powers water or their, you know, their their special water that they can um, put in like a little vial and wear it around their neck to school. So it's their protection or they can have a little sit before bed because it takes the night terrors away because there is so much in the power of suggestion and placebo, but also moon water is real. So Mm. there is, um, it's just a, it's a beautiful way to get children to feel in control and it's just, it's just water, you know, and, and they have created it. They've done the whole thing. And so the belief instilled in them of being able to heal themselves or to solve the problem for mm. themselves and to do something that is at one with nature and the moon and um, cycles and all of that I think is beautiful. Like, yeah. Empowering. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know like during COVID um, and during lockdown that, you know, my three kids, Alaska is like a depressed 50-year-old woman. She Aww. may as well just be like the crazy lady. Um, she will not get out of her woody and mm-hmm. her hair is like one big ass, not like <laughs> crazy lady looking hair. And she's just crying all the time, like at the most random things. Yeah. Um, she's pale, like she's she's just she's just out of sorts, you know, like she's, mm. you could just tell that this way of living is just really against her, just her natural self. And um, 
then I've got my eldest who um, appears to be, you know, self-managing. But then yesterday when I said to him, oh, my God, today I feel like the weight of the world is just launched off my shoulders. Mm. Like, And he's just like, oh, no, I'm hating it. I'm hating it. Like it's just ruining everything. But I would never have known by the way that unless he told me, I would never have known because he's regulating his day and he's just going through the motions. But you you, you kind of never know how someone's really kind of coping with it if it's not really yeah. visible. Mm-hmm. And so in like with magic in the mundane, I'm thinking what you've done today is brought some really beautiful little things that parents can do with their kids at home to give them mm-hmm. something to focus on, something to do. Um, that's going to help us, but also it's going to um, bring everyone together because there's a lot of a lot of um, dividing going on right now. Not only yeah. in households because we're all trying to deal with our deal with it in our own way, yeah. Um, but dividing as a whole, and these little these little things might be a way back to each other, and you know it's a we're filming this or recording this on the night of a new moon, on the day of a new moon um, and the Mm -hmm. eve of Lionsgate. Um, And so it's a really powerful, powerful energy that, you know, tonight if the wind stays down, I'm going to have a fire pit and I'm going to get the kids out to set some intentions for the next month because, you know, we've got another month at least of of doing this. Um, And I I need to, for my own sanity and, and for theirs, I need to bring some kind of, togetherness back you know mm-hmm. like we're even all eating differently because our metabolisms are out of order and mm. everyone's just gone in inwards yeah and I don't like much. it I'm just like mm. I want to bring everyone back out again so I know exactly what, what's happening and yeah I can be the connection. mama yeah. yeah so it does it brings connection and magic does that so thank you it for does. today because um yeah I I know that um I know that so many people are, are really, really appreciating what you're sharing. And even Matt last night said to me yesterday, we were sitting out in front of the fire and he said, um, so if I'm into the moons, does that mean I'm in my feminine? <laughs> and I'm like, have you no. been listening to the podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, I go, no, but you are you are a very balanced masculine feminine energy. And he's yeah. just like, I think so too. And I'm like, I love that him listening to this. Because if I was to sit down and say that to him, he'd take it, he would take it, but he wouldn't take it the way that like, I can't have the same conversations with him. But if he listens to the podcast, it's like coming through a separate avenue and he's got a second to think about it and to decide for himself. And then he can come to me when he's ready to talk about Mm -hmm. it. And I love that. Like it's even improving our, like for him with language and for him to be able to say it, it's really cool. I like it. I love that. It warms my heart to... Yeah, I think that everyone's getting something out of it and learning something and I guess creating that deeper connection um, to the people around them, the world around them, to nature. That's, yeah, that was the whole point of doing the podcast was to share this with everyone because it has enriched my own life and my own family's lives so much following this Mm. path. So, yeah, very grateful. Yay. Well, thanks, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you very much and sending lots of love to everyone right now and, um, yeah, hope you find some magic even though we're all locked down <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. And share all with right. us. Share with us the magic that you're finding in your mundane, please. Yes, I would love to know. <laughs>
Absolutely. For sure. All right, guys, we will speak to you in your ear holes next week. We will. Thank you so much for tuning in again and we will catch you then. Bye.